You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. It's brought to you by rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. So we've had the gloom episode. We had the anger episode. I am imagine some of that anger will infiltrate this episode but how are we feeling now that we are somewhat a day removed from the bad loss the Hornets had to Washington and now even if it is not the playoff game that you wanted the play-in game that you wanted Hornets are still going to be playing a play-in tournament game postseason basketball it's the first play in tournament game in the NBA's history. The Hornets are going to be a part of that. So that's some cool trivia that you can know going forward. How excited are you for this game? Nada, given everything that's happened, but also you still have life. Like, uh, here's the thing I've, and I, we, we just talked about this before we started recording. I'm not ready to be sad over this season. I'm not ready to just call this a f- failure and walk away and, and b- just basically pout and, want to fire everybody like I'm, I'm not ready for that I'm actually very excited for this because this was the goal for the entire season this was like this idea of let's compete for a championship let's not necessarily let's compete for a championship what I mean but um let's compete and see what this team does in meaningful games and granted this team has not done well in the last two three weeks in in meaningful games this is another chance. This is your last chance this season to compete in meaningful games, and let's see how these guys go out. Are you going to go out swinging, or are you just going to go out and fade? And if it fa- if you fade, then kind of like at at what point? Then we then we'll analyze it. But this team right now, for what it is, like I. I, I I don't like I'm I'm very excited. I want to see who shows up. I want to see Monk show up. I want to see Bridges show up. I want to see if if like like Caleb Martin shows up. I want to see the difference. I want to see this team with backs against the walls and with all these sports clichés about there being no tomorrow this that and the third. I want to see what happens when we put that to the test and what these guys do because I think they're going to be capable of quite a lot, and they may surprise Yeah, us. I'm ready to party again, Nada, because I think we, we all went out, we tried to have a good time, and then we got home real sloppy drunk, and we had a hangover day yesterday. I think that's what happened with all of us Hornets fans. It was rough, awfully rough yesterday, but I'm ready to go out again. You know, I don't think there's any problems with my hangover. I think that's all done. I think I'm ready to go out and party again. This is a good game. I, I want to see the Hornets and the Pacers, and I want to see the Hornets get this win. And, you know, even, yes, people that have been listening to this for a while know I've got some love for the Pacers. I want to see this Hornets team do well. I would like to see them continue on, and I, I would like to see this be it, – it's a fun game because, one – you know that these two teams are kind of closely matched. The Hornets do have the tiebreak over the Pacers for a reason. Uh, I, I think this is something more beneficial to Charlotte because you do get some sort of postseason experience. And Nada, this is something James Brego has been selling hard, right? Every question is somehow 
it brought back to this is a great experience for our young guys. Borrego says you know, Malik Monk hasn't been through this before. Devontae Graham has not been through this before. And he goes down the list. He gets to Terry and he says, yeah, he's had a little bit of that with Boston, but never in this role. And he even says with Cody, who I don't know, Cody did do this first postseason thing with the Miami Heat, of course, but we get the point. James Borrego has sold that real hard. How much value do we find in all of this? Do you think James Borrego is right? Because for me, it it's certainly better than the alternative of just going home and not being able to play in the play in tournament. But I, I want to win this play in game and the next play in game. So we can have the true playoff experience. There's something different about a four at least game grind than just the lose and you go home. I don't know if you get that same playoff experience and getting to experience the fruit of the labor. So I don't know how to distinguish because it's unprecedented the benefits of going through the test and the trials of a play in game because nobody's really done it before. I, I can't imagine that hits the same as the grind of at least a four game series and maybe more even if it is against an opponent that's going to destroy here's the thing you learn how to prepare regardless of how this goes this is an opponent that you've had to study for granted a little like there's probably a playoff like preparation and remember this is playoff like preparation for everybody including jb so everybody is going to grow from this everybody is going to have to understand yo this is kind of the kind of attention to detail that's necessary because as much as we've talked about this team just folding in the fourth, one thing that I don't think we talk enough about is the amount of turnovers and the timing of these turnovers and the type of live ball turnovers that this team has had. And those are the kind of mistakes that like you can't have in a playoff situation. So I'm wondering if they're going over those fourth quarters and understanding like, yes, I understand you're tired. Yes, I understand you're gassed, but you can't necessarily turn the ball over in these situations and create easy buckets or make an easy, or you can't take a bad jump shot with 16, 17 seconds left in the shot clock and give the, make it really easy for the defense when they're just as tired too. So this is one of those games where it's going to be a battle of attrition and while we have that whole just this isn't going to be a playoff series, it's a still a playoff-like setting, and this is still where you can possibly either make money or, in the case of Malik Monk, probably lose money, and it still matters just as much. Yeah, I mean, Malik, maybe the Hornets have kept that out of his pocket. Hell, if this means that they bring him back and he goes to the Hornets on a cheaper deal, then I'm all for it. Uh, just looking at some of the injury updates for tonight. Still no Gordon Hayward. We're going to talk about Hayward in the next segment. No Cody Martin, both with ankle and foot injuries there. So those are the two guys that have been out for a while. They are not going to be suiting up tonight for Indiana. The Pacers on the other side, they're still without Miles Turner. He's not going to play tonight. They still don't have TJ Warren. He's not going to play tonight either. And TJ's only played four games this season. So that was expected as well. Just giving the official report. Malcolm Brogdon is the, the key because he's going to be a game time decision. And he's been out since April 29th. 
if they bring him back. It could be rushed. Maybe they don't want to do that, but he's their leading scorer at 20 point, uh, 21.2 points per game. You know, he's uh, a real strong defender, a real strong player, period. Six assists per game, five rebounds. We know what it is with Malcolm Brogdon. He's really good. So if he suits up, that's going to be a uh, tough guard, a tough ask for anybody going against one Malcolm Brogdon. Karis Levert was out with a migraine. I think left the last game with a migraine. He is going to return. Nate Bjorkren said, yeah, he, he should be good to go for tonight. So really not expecting Levert to miss this game. It's really only going to come down to as far as the 50 50 decision goes with Malcolm Brogdon. He'll be a game time decision. So we'll see if he indeed suits up for the Indiana Pacers. Let's talk about rockauto.com before we head to the next segment, because one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. So why choose to spend up to a hundred percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, your truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Gordon Hayward, not suiting up tonight. How did we get here? He was supposed to return before the end of, of the regular season. We'll talk about that coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place. Not a funk master flex. Shout out so to him again. Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports sportsbook experts. So Gordon Hayward, Nada, he misses a large portion of the season. And in fact, coincidentally, he got injured in a game against the Indiana Pacers that would allow him, that would force him to miss the rest of the, uh, the NBA season. And initially it was reported. It happened on April 2nd. So he's been out for a couple of months now, a month and a half or so. And it, when it first happened, it seemed like he was going to be ready to come back at some point, mm -hmm. right? It was LaMelo Ball that was expected to miss the rest of the year, and it was Gordon Hayward to come back somewhat on the timeline that LaMelo Ball actually did come back, and yet he sits out, he sits out, he sits out. Here we are in postseason action with one play-in game, and he's still not ready to suit up. How surprised are you that we eventually got here, and how relevant is it that it's Gordon Hayward of all people, the guy making $30 million a year and the dude that's had an injury history the past five seasons in the NBA. I think this is one of those, like, I feel, I feel kind of bad because Gordon Hayward justified his contract. And then at the same time, he justified why everyone was really wary of that contract at the same time. Like in all that, he justified like everything that was said about him whether it was positive or negative, all in one season. I get why 
they're not going to rush him back because, quite honestly, this is for an eight seed. If this was potentially to get home court advantage in the first round, I could see them saying, hey, look, Gordon, I understand that you're not feeling the greatest, but we're going to need you, buddy, and suit up or something like that. I could see them doing that. But for this, where you're there, again, where Gordon's the one sure thing you're that like the one person that you're probably sure about the most and everybody else is probably there hasn't been through these wars. Gordon's been through a bunch of these playoff series. There's nothing for him to prove to show up. I do believe that holding him back and then making sure that he's ready for next season, making sure that he doesn't suffer an injury that puts him on the shelf and he misses training camp. He misses maybe a couple, again, a couple games in the season, a couple weeks into the, to the next season, and he's not able to practice. I think that does matter more where I, again, if this was a younger guy, I could see them saying, Hey, we need you back. We need to understand like this team is still in evaluation mode. I just keep going back to the idea, the thought of, Hey, these guys need again, everybody's a year ahead of schedule and they have not made their decisions on who they're keeping, who they're moving, anything along the lines of that. So I get why Gordon Hayward's not back yet. I, and I guess like, while it sucks, I can completely understand it. Man, yeah, the, the, the playoff experience for Gordon Hayward, there were a few appearances with Utah. There were three that they got to. Um, 2012, and uh, excuse me, there was only two with Utah. It was 2012, and it was 2017. They did get to the next round to play Golden State before they got swept. Then you look at what happened in 2018, obviously inactive with the gruesome injury that he suffered <laughs> just a few minutes into that game with Boston and his debut. Then you get to 2019 and he plays a couple of series before they eventually lose to Milwaukee, only having won the first game and then getting bounced last year. We see him enter in the 2020 playoffs, plays the first game, then he's inactive all the way up until game three against Miami. And he's a part of two wins, but that's it. And in those wins, in those games against Miami, he doesn't play well. Two of seven, four of nine, four of nine, five of 12. That's not even to harp on Gordon not being a good player in the postseason. That's just the last time we've seen him. Every time that his team has been in a postseason, really the last couple of years, he's been banged up or he's been injured. And here's somebody, Nada, that has had this kind of history and yet you still decide to pay the over 30 year old $30 million a year. And it's also why it drove me pretty crazy at the beginning of the season when everybody was dunking on the criticism of this is why you don't sign Gordon Hay or this is why you sign Gordon Hayward 30 million a year. There were so many people quick to dunk on the criticism as to why as to why they did that yeah. right like it was okay and, and and it was a month into the season of it was the month into the season of the first year for Gordon when there are three more years after this and we don't know how it's all going to work out like we're forgetting there's a hundred million more dollars to pay this Man. guy and yet here we are everybody's dunking on the criticism that was signing Gordon Hayward and now where is he you know like th this is the problem with it he was really good for the heat started to slide a little. Mm -hmm. Let's acknowledge that, but he was pretty damn good for the Hornets when he was playing this year. And I think 
it's okay to be scared about Gordon and what he's going to look like next season. Dude's only getting older. He had another injury. It actually, I think it's a little concerning that the timetable took longer than what it was originally expected. I I mean, I, and I think that kind of changes, you know, how you might feel about at least Gordon next season and the year after now, hopefully you don't have to ask him for as much responsibility because Lamelo gets better because miles bridges. We know that we can count on a little more now. Hopefully that is something that can balance itself out. And if that's true, then great. But it's not like I left the season feeling much better about Gordon's contract than I did at the beginning when the, when he actually See, signed. That's it. the thing. I just, for for me at least for me i like he gave you what you wanted granted just not and not in the amount of games i also think and we have to be really really careful with this because i think this was a weird year altogether and i think no matter what like we've seen dudes with a lot of soft tissue injuries in regular years this year it's exploded like this season was compacted. This season was unsustainable for, especially for a guy like Gordon Hayward. I think they would have been able, like, considering everything that with Gordon Hayward, we're going to see load management with him next year. I think that's probably going to be the case because, in order to make sure that he stays healthy for more games, make sure that he's available for more games, and with the explosion of Miles Bridges onto the scene. I think that only helps the case for load management with Gordon Hayward. And that's granted, that's not something you want to hear with your $30 million a year superstar. But at the same time, if this, if the idea is to make sure that the asset is available again, your $30 million a year asset is available, available for the most games possible. I think you're going to have to kind of do that. So I, me personally, I would not be shocked if, they're just load management, but I also think it's a little bit too soon to worry because we've seen a lot of really freak injuries pop up, and they've been and the severity has varied. And granted, it yeah. does it doesn't make you feel better because of the injury history before with Gordon Hayward. I get it, but at the same time, I think I'm not saying relax, but I because I understand where you're coming from. But at the same time, this is one of those things like it just you can't control at all. Well, it, it, but right. And I totally, totally. You can't control it. And that was true when they signed him. The, it, we can't be shocked. <gasps> what? Gordon Hayward is injured. This is unfortunate. Who could have seen this coming? A lot of people. And that's my point. If you felt like you needed to make this, then fine. And it, it doesn't even, I'm not even saying that this was some awful signing right now. I, I hated it then. And I still think the jury can be out a little more. I, my opinion hasn't changed a ton on it. I will say this. We, we both kind of were alluding to it. Miles Bridges playing the way he did when he was called upon is huge. Maybe that means you want to see miles get more playing time over Gordon and you view it as well, then why the hell is he going to be making this much money going forward when miles can just go ahead and do it at a younger age right now. Or what it could mean is that you have two guys that are good offensively and Gordon can get that rest more so with miles coming in and playing a lot better. And, and I would choose the latter in that scenario. Uh, it, I, because miles doesn't have to get paid yet, right? He's it's coming. It, it's coming, but 
Miles didn't have to get paid next year. And so that's, I choose to believe in the good and, and that scenario, the fact that Miles did step up and you can have Gordon and Miles give each other a rest, more so Miles giving Gordon a rest because of his injury history. All right, let's move on. Speaking of Miles Bridges, Zach Lowe gave him some love when he was discussing with Kevin Arnovitz, I think most improved player. Um, maybe it was Kevin Arnovitz. They talk about all the awards on that low post podcast. We'll discuss that coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lame- oh, it's bad. Lamelo, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I, yeah. that's, that's bad. We can't allow him to create. And that's, the, that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do that. No, exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today on the Locked on Today podcast, our local experts weigh in on who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach of the Year. You can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked on Today pod. You can follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We won't do our award show today. We can save that for an entire show. And as Nada has said, you don't want to give a eulogy on the season. We don't need to act like this is a funeral yet because it's not over. And then maybe we can start to give out those awards. I do want to talk about a legitimate consideration for the real award for one of the Charlotte Hornets. And that's miles bridges in winning most improved player of the year. Now I say legitimate and it, it, it's not legit in the case that he's going to take it over Julius Randall, nor should he. Okay. I I'm not that I'm not that big of a Homer that thinks miles should take it over Julius Randall. They, they might, they might, but I mean, Julius was insane. He's going to get, he might get all NBA. In fact, I'd predict he would. I think, I think so many people are going to vote him in that he is going to get an all NBA selection, but I was listening to Zach Lowe. I think it was with Kevin Arnovitz. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him because, you know, he's got a bunch of different analysts. They give out awards, whether it's all defense, whether it was, you know, MVP, whether it's all NBA, whatever. And when they're discussing most improved player, Zach Lowe brought up that Miles Bridges should be looked at. And and he went so far as to say, I'm not even saying that this is someone just to throw him in there for, you know, in the conversation that we move on real quickly. He deserves a real hard look at his stats. He was essentially saying that, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. And when he was discu- when he was leading up to Miles Bridges, I thought, yeah, th- this has a good chance to be our guy here in Charlotte, Miles Bridges. And, you know, not a, I, I, we've talked about him and praised him all year long. He's just been so damn rock solid. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter if he was in the sixth man role, the seventh man role when, you know, Malik was coming in too. He's probably always been the sixth man to be honest. And then it doesn't matter if he was coming off of the bench. It doesn't matter if you asked him to fill the need when Gordon Hayward's absence was there. And what's funny about this is he actually averaged a little less points per game this year than he did last year when he scored 13. But the efficiency just shot up monstrously all across the board. He goes from 42.4% from the field last year to 50. Wow. He goes from 33% from three point land last year to 40. 
he goes from 81% from the free throw line to 87 and his effective field goal percentage is just a couple of ticks away from being 60 and it was 49 last year. The efficiency goes through the roof. That's not even talking about how much more comfortable he seems one with just an offense in general, letting the game come to him, reading the game correctly. He also was doing that defensively. He was not in the right spot last year. He was bad. Miles just seemed lost a lot last year. This sounds familiar. This sounds very, very familiar, Walker. (laughs) It was not the case, man. And and that's why I think Miles, not only do we need to just say his name and then leave him real quickly in this conversation, he deserves a look, recognize that he could be maybe a top five candidate, that award get named to Julius Randle, and then we move on. But he deserves that hard look. This sounds familiar. So you're telling me that a young guy who looks out of place in his second year and was playing badly for most of that second year, you're telling me that they can be redeemed in the third year, Walker? That's what you're telling me. I it I saw it. I seen it. You seen it? I seen it this year. You seen it. That's, that's great. I like. It just reminds me that this is why you don't rush to judgment on any guy in their first three years because it – it's only take it's only a matter of time before these guys figure it out. And the explosion of Miles Bridges, the the idea that there are expectations, like the fact that and, and, and this is something I mentioned last um I think I mentioned it on Sunday, but Miles was one of those guys that was wanting to change how the Hornets are perceived. And he's again, he changed how he is perceived. He worked on his game. You could tell there were a lot of different things that he worked on and got better. And then you know what, what supplemented it? Guys like Gordon Hayward coming in. Guy again, different coaching staff. Like he worked on his game something serious. And the funny thing is, the only thing he might have worked on more was his bars. Like that's where we're at with this. Like his <laughs> bars might have gotten better, his game might have gotten better. And like this is the It was a good year for Miles. It was a good yeah, it was a great year. It's a great year for Miles and I'm happy for him. And quite honestly, like I just enjoy all like I said, I he is an enjoyment. He doesn't have to win the award for me. And also, like I said last um like I t- like I said Sunday, he reminds me so much of Gerald Wallace. Like if he ends up being Crash 2.0, and uh, Hornet for life. I think that would be the awesomest thing ever. I, I okay. Please don't get mad at me. I'm going to bring up one thing, and we're not going to talk about anything else about this subject. I'm very scared. But the Kwame Brown stuff. Just real quickly. Just real quickly. Oh, just real quickly. Because oh, no. I'm with you. I don't want to talk about it either. But he does mention Gerald Wallace when he's going at Stephen Jackson. Did you hear that part about Kwame? No, so, I did not. I watched the whole, there's like a seven minute rant that he's going on. And just, I mean, you saw, you know, this just blasting Gilbert Arenas, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes as much as he possibly could. But when he's talking about Steven Jackson, he alleged that Jack quit on the team when they traded Gerald Wallace. When which Kwame he did, Brown is, which he did. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he was, he was furious and I, you can even understand why, but Kwame Brown said, who was it? They traded and he drops the N word about 17 times. So I'm not even going to play with what he said. But he he said something like, you know, Gerald Wallace that he said they they traded 
They traded somebody. Who was it? I love this guy. Who was it? Gerald Wallace. That's right. They traded Gerald Wallace and Steven Jackson quit on the team. And he called him and it, I, it made me laugh. He said the N word in there a few times. I'm not even going to bleep it out. Uh, I'm not going to say the word and then bleep it or whatever. But he called him country, hard playing basketball player. And I just was laughing at his evaluation of Gerald Wallace, how much he loved him, because I feel like most you got to love Gerald. Is there anybody that didn't love Gerald Wallace, man? Like, even if the you weren't a, a well <laughs> front office they haven't retired at the end maybe at the end maybe yeah like he's his retired again he should his number should be retired in a bobcats colored number three above spectrum center because there were there were years where that man kept the lights on and i understand that people have are really funny about this and i know doug branson is one of them where you don't re- retire numbers just because, again, those are special things. Keeping the lights on in Spectrum Center for as long as he did is a very special thing, especially when it, was the, it wasn't the easiest thing to do to care about the Bobcats. And yeah. so when you have a Gerald Wallace, like, and it's funny because you know what? Do you remember? Kwame Brown was on that team. So he would oh, that, know. Right, that's how he knew, he right. Would, he, so he would know. That was the craziest part to this. So, like... I love all of this. I love Gerald Wallace. And yeah, there was like the only people that don't seem to love him happen to run the front office and, this, and the sales thing. I I really want that to change next year. When we Oh, man, it was back, it was. Can we honor I Gerald hear Wallace? I, I mean, look, we, I think anybody listening is going to love Gerald Wallace, but it, it was hilarious to hear him talk about Gerald and his love for Gerald. Um, okay, so real quickly, not a game against the Pacers tonight. Do you think the Hornets march on? What do you think is uh, maybe just rapid fire real quickly? What do you think is uh, one of the first things to look at? And how do you think the outcome is going to be? I'm going to do this really quickly, and I'm going I'm to give you two predictions on one. Okay. We're going to be back in Washington on Thursday. Okay. I'll go with the win. Yeah, you could call us homers if you want. That's fine. I'm going to go with the win. I think Miles shows up. I think some of this is also a little predicated on Malcolm Brogdon not playing. But even if he comes back, it's the first game after being out for three weeks. And then you have to rely so much on Sabonis. He's an awful matchup for the Hornets. There's no doubt about it. But I, I think Miles Bridges, as we've given him so much praise, remember, not a he stepped up huge against the Pacers in that win that they needed for that tiebreaker. So I think he can do it again. Um, give me, and I think even LaMelo is somebody that can show up tonight. Give me the Charlotte Hornets to march on. And I think they end up playing, uh, yeah, the Washington wizards. I think the Celtics win. And I think they play the Washington wizards too. All right. That'll do it for lockdown Hornets here in the lockdown podcast network. Always appreciate your support as well as RockAuto.coms. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of lockdown NBA. Have a great day. And we'll be back with you tomorrow.